You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the Wall of Freedom. I, a number of years ago, I heard a young father, a very prominent young man in the entertainment world, addressing a tremendous gathering in California. It was during the time of the Cold War and communism and our own way of life were very much in people's minds and he was speaking to that subject. And suddenly though I heard him saying, I love my little girls more than anything and I said to myself, oh no, don't, you can't, don't say that. But I had underestimated him. He went on, I would rather see my little girls die now still believing in God than have them grow up under communism and one day die no longer believing in God. Policing in America is not the issue. At least it's not the major issue associated with what is going on. Hopefully, by the end of this podcast, you'll have a better understanding of what is really going on associated with evil, violence, the police, the justice system, and the complete deterioration of moral virtue in this country. So this is from... Reuters, five ex-Memphis police officers charged with murder in the death of Tyrene Tyree Nichols. This is by Tyler Clift. On January 7th, 29-year-old Tyree Nichols was pulled over at a traffic stop for allegedly reckless driving. Tyree supposedly then ran away on foot, which forced the officers to approach him. They eventually caught him, took him into custody. That was when the situation turned violent. Nichols reportedly suffered a broken neck, facial, cardiac, arrest of his heart and died. Now we all seen the videos. If you haven't, you can. These officers were way, way out of line. But that's not the issue. The issue is very simple. That people are being more violent. People are not adhering to law and justice. The police have always done that, minus the few. But what is happening is the escalation of these absolute lunatic people in this country against the police is causing undue stress on the police. 
That's part of it. The other part of it is training. These police officers are coming in, and I think that the police departments are not able to choose the cream of the crop to be police officers, therefore pushing people through the training. And this is what's happening. The police officers in America have always been a top-class training, caring society. It's American culture that is fighting against them. And what is happening is we are losing many police officers with lots of education to train the new guys to come in on how to be a real police officer. This is from Tom Cotton's website, which I think is a a very way to explain the situation that is going on. Equality before the law. What he's saying is equality in the law is our most fundamental principle in this nation. Victims of crime, no matter what their background, income, or political affiliation, must be protected, and criminals, no matter who they are, must face the consequences of breaking the law. That's the issue. The people do not want to pay attention to justice and the law in this country. And this country is no longer in many cities holding these criminals responsible for their actions so that others that want to do these actions understand that if you do it, you will be justly convicted, tried, and go to jail if you're guilty. Today, the scales of justice are slanted against victims, against the most vulnerable, against the politically unfashioned people. The rise of the Soros prosecutors, which is a huge issue, Lawless big city mayors and political motivated prosecutions pose a dire danger to our people and our nation. The issue is we have these elitists that are in these judicial places that say, I don't have to deal with this. I'm a judge. I'm a prosecutor. I have a big house. I don't have all this crime in my neighborhood, whatever. So they feel sorry for the person that's committing the crime and not the dead person that they killed. 
or the woman that they raped or the old man that they beat down in the street. That's what we're dealing with. Thus, the confidence in the criminal justice system explains to us why the people no longer or very few people believe in the actual criminal justice system today. This is from the Gallup poll. This is awesome. This is the numbers. This explains where we're at. They have been tracking the confidence in the police for three decades. And during this time, black Americans have never had a high level of confidence. The series of killing of black men and women in incidents with white police officers in the past seven years has only further diminished the black American trust, which hit a record with George Floyd. Black Americans are even less likely to have trust in the criminal system, but stand by. They may have less trust according to the other population, but you're going to be amazed how many Americans doesn't care care what skin color they have, that they are no longer confident in the judicial system. Here's the percentages. Percent of great deal, quite a lot. So these are the people that believe that the police and the judicial system is fine. 11% of blacks, 17% of whites, 35% of Hispanics. Total that they have little to none confidence in the judicial system. 61% of blacks, 41% of whites, 30% of Hispanics. Now the difference in 2021 is 17% of the white people in this country have confidence in the judicial system, but only 11% of blacks. Okay, so keep those numbers in your mind. But let's talk about this. Why is litigation... Crisis no longer a crisis, particularly among young Americans. One explanation is the significant decline in jury trials over the past 30 plus years, which has been well documented. So what we're saying is, if you don't have jury trials, 
for these major crimes and just let them go free, the country goes into chaos. And this is what the communists are doing. You must understand that. Our government and the communists that are running it are doing this on purpose, and they've been doing this for over 50 years. So you think about this. In 1980, you had about 20% civil and criminal trials of terminations or determining that they need a trial. Today, that percentage is for criminal, it's less than 3%. For civil trials, it's less than 1%. So the criminal justice system, even though the population and the crime has increased, has now determined that a majority of the people committing crimes do not need a trial in front of the jury of their peers, which is the community that they grew up in. And thus, these people are not afraid to commit crimes. They're not afraid to go in front of a judge because more than likely, no matter how hideous it is, unless you're a serial killer, you're going to go back home and eat your steak. That's what we are dealing with. Take a break. When we get right back, we're going to talk about what is causing the majority of these people to not believe and or do law and justice in this country. Be right back.
about the police is that the big problem in america i don't think so see the the big problem is society culture people don't care any more about being moral value centered hard working people a majority a vast majority too many of a majority is why we're in this situation. Why? Because of government programs. See, this all started in the 1930s during the Great Depression. And then Roosevelt felt that, oh, we need to empower and hire and give these people jobs. I get it. I understand that. People need jobs. But why is the government doing it? Why the free enterprise of America did not hire and bring people back into the workforce to correct the stock market failure in 1929 is beyond me. Oh, we're just going to make up all these projects, which the government did, and hired millions of people, which, by the way, maybe 20 to 25% of all of those projects that they had planned actually got accomplished. So this is from Investopedia, Jim Probasco. There are eight general programs that are categorized that are given out by the federal government. Financial, home, rental, home ownership, food, health care, retirement, taxes, small business. I need to be poor. Because if I am, then the government's going to take care of me. They're going to provide a lot more money than I could do on myself. And thus, I don't have to work. Why, why in the world should I work if the government is going to provide that? And at the same time, while I'm sitting in my parents' basement playing video games of violence of sexual exploitation, my brain is being geared or programmed to be evil. And that's where we're at. 
So I'm going to present to you some quotes about this welfare, this welfare programs, all the way back to Benjamin Franklin and what they thought about government handouts. And here's what Benjamin Franklin says. I am for doing good to the poor, so is the rest of us. But I differ in opinions of the means. I think the best way of doing good to the poor is not making them easily in poverty, but leading and driving them out of it. Been trying that for years. Well, until communists came in. In my youth, I traveled much and I observed in different countries that the more public provisions were made for the poor, the less they provided for themselves and, of course, became poor. So as soon as you get them sucking off the government tit, they're not going to advance in life. They're not going to try to do better. Instead, they're going to sit on their couch and thank the God for the government so I don't have to work. And on the contrary, the less was done for them, the more they did for themselves and became richer. That's the idea. People need to understand if you want to be happy, have money, have a good life, you have to earn it. And by the way, like God said, be productive. And in your production, you will be happy. If you are not producing and having a life of production and a family in your job, in your house, in your cutting your grass, then you are going to be lazy, which by the way, many places in the Bible says that is terrible for any human being that was created by God. So I'm going to give you another one. And this is from the interview for Women's Own. This was in September of 1987. I think we have gone through a period where too many children and people have been given to understand I have a problem. And it's the government's job to cope with it. Or I have a problem. And I will go and get a grant to cope with it. I am homeless. The government must house me. And so they are casting their problems on society. And who is society? There is no such thing. There are individual men and women. There are families. And no government can do anything except through people. And people look to themselves. These people 
Millions of people are no longer looking to themselves. They're looking at the government. And when the government does something like the police to stop them for committing crimes, they're baffled, absolutely confused. It is our duty to look after ourselves and then also to help look after our neighbor. And see, life is a reciprocal business and people have got entitlements too much in mind without obligations because there's no such thing as an entitlement unless someone has first met an obligation. Like if you work hard in a job, you earn a pension or a retirement, you're obligated to that retirement, retirement, which is an entitlement. But if you don't work, why in the world do you get an entitlement? Because it comes from somebody else. I'm giving my money to you to sit on your ass and do nothing. This is the issue. Thomas Sowell talked about this his whole life. He's a black man, very educated, and talked about how bad this country is falling into this world in the 60s and the 70s. See, I think one of the tragedies in which many of the benefits we give, which were meant to reassure people, that if you were sick or ill, there was a safety net and there was help that many of the benefits which were meant to help people were unfortunately or unfortunate. It's all right. We joined together. We have these insurance schemes to look after. That was the objective. But somehow there are some people who have been manipulated by the system And so of those help and benefits that were meant to say to people, all right, I'm going to give you some benefits. If you cannot get a job, you shall have a basic standard of living. But when people come and say, but what is the point of working? I can get as much on the dole of the government. So you say, look, it is not from the dole. It's your neighbor, your friends who is supplying it. And if you can earn your own living, then really you have a duty to do it. And you'll feel much better. I mean, I think Jesus Christ would have said that in this time frame. So that's what we're dealing with. We are dealing with people that have been injected and brainwashed millions of people into saying, you need to pay for my life because I don't want to. But what they don't understand is if this country 
is taken over by a government tyranny, then that person that is going to rely per se on $2,000 a month, once the tyranny hits and the government controls the dollars, they're going to determine who gets to $2,000 a month. And millions of people will live in poverty. They will struggle just like millions, if not billions of people in China. Because the government is only going to give you enough so you're satisfied so you will not rise up against the government. At this point, they got enough to support the government. They don't have to rise up against it. They say, oh, this is awesome. The government's giving me a phone, house, car, whatever. So they're not going to rise up against the government. Therefore, the government has free realm to become tyranny. And eventually, in all the other nations of socialism, communism, they're going to find out that the government is going to continue to support them, but they're going to put them in a ditch with a whole lot less money. Okay, closing clip. You got to listen to this. And I ask you to share the podcast far and wide. Thank you very much for listening. I'm sorry uh, about getting podcasts regular. Got things going on, but eventually I'll settle back down and be able to hopefully at least do three to five podcasts a week. Again, thanks for listening. Listen to the closing video soundbite it's gonna blow your mind there were thousands of young people in that audience they came to their feet with shouts of joy they had instantly recognized the profound truth in what he had said with regard to the physical and the soul and what was truly important yes let us pray for the salvation of all of those who live in that totalitarian darkness pray they will discover the joy of knowing God but until they do let us be aware that while they preach the supremacy of the state declare its omnipotence over individual man and predict its eventual domination of all peoples on the earth they are the focus of evil in the modern world it was C.S. Lewis who in his unforgettable screw tape letters wrote the greatest evil is not done now in those sordid dens of crime that Dickens loved to paint. It is not even done in concentration camps and labor camps. In those, we see its final result. But it is conceived and ordered, moved, seconded, carried, and minuted in clear, carpeted, warmed, and well-lighted offices by quiet men with white collars and cut fingernails and smooth-shaven cheeks who do not need to raise their voice. Well, because these quiet men do not raise their voices, because they sometimes speak in soothing tones of brotherhood and peace, because like other dictators before them, they're always making their final territorial demand, 
some would have us accept them at their word and accommodate ourselves to their aggressive impulses. But if history teaches anything, it teaches that simple-minded appeasement or wishful thinking about our adversaries is folly. It means the betrayal of our past, the squandering of our freedom. So I urge you to speak out against those who would place the United States in a position of military and moral inferiority. Stop rolling downhill like a snowball headed for hell. Stand up for the flag and let's all ring the liberty bell. Let's make a fort and a shivy that'll still last ten years like the Best of the free life is still yet to come. The good times ain't over.